Beach. We're on the air. This we are. Workers Beat. I'm Gene Lanson, the beautiful redhead. Good morning. Bonnie Mathias is here. Workers Beat is about everything from the point of view of working families. That's right. We like to start with things you can do. July the 22nd through 24th is the Young Active Labor Leaders Statewide Meeting. That's y'all, Young Active Labor Leaders. July 29th, the U.S. House goes on vacation until September the 12th. July the 30th at 10 o'clock, the Democratic Socialists of America Labor Day School at 1408 North Washington. September the 9th and 10th is the Women's Summit. September the 20th, National Voter Registration Day, October 28th. The deadline to receive vote by mail applications for general elections. So you can you can apply to vote by mail anytime between yes. now and October 28th. And the November election is in November the 8th. Yes, general early election. voting. Early voting will start October 24th through November the 4th. Then Johnny says there is absolutely no way we're going to lose in November. That's right. We don't have a, there's no option here. There's yesterday, no option. Yesterday at the Democratic Party convention, we heard uh, Texas AFL-CIO Rick Levy say that. And I was, I was impressed with his speech. He says, he says that what's happening is that the anti-labor people are trying to distract us over issues that they just made up. <laughs> like critical race theory. Yeah, yeah. Which was a non-issue anywhere. It's not even a, a thing. And, but he says they're just trying to distract us to keep us from thinking about what the real issues are. But he said if we really focus and focus on the issues and how they affect your friends and family, we can win in November. There is no question in my mind that we can win in November. That's right. We have to. We don't have... There's this Losing is not an option here. Mm-hmm. Um, we... Uh, we have to save our democracy and save our state from mm-hmm. the man in Austin, mm-hmm. the men in Austin. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> it's not the women in Austin. No, it's not the women in Austin. They got this guy, Paxton. Did you hear about his latest federal lawsuit that he filed He's against He's got a lawsuit the- to, to, it's okay to kill women. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much. The, yeah. the federal government's trying to come up with a law that says that you could have an abortion if you were going to die. Yeah. If, if In the case where the woman's life is at stake, you could have an abortion. That's right. Well, he's suing against that. He says you can't. She's he gotta, says, no, she's sorry, die. you're just going to have to die. Yeah. I'm. You know, that's he, you know, they do not care about women. They do not care about People who don't look like them, if you're not white and, and old and male. <laughs> and male, they don't care about you. They yeah. don't care. Well, <sighs> the, so Attorney General Ken Paxton suing the Biden administration <sighs> over federal rules that require abortions be provided in medical emergencies to save the life of the mother. So how much do you think but that costs? he cost? declined to sue. <laughs> he declined to sue candidates who owe 700 thousand dollars in unpaid campaign violation fines so if they violate campaign laws that's okay so they're stealing our democracy yeah that can go yeah we don't have laws we don't need I no bet, stinking I wonder, laws i wonder if they would separate out the women and you know say well if women do it then they then we're going to prosecute them oh i'd almost bet on that you think oh yeah if he had his way that's exactly right 
I've got to, I've got to read this. This is from WFAA News. A new study says that Texas is the second worst state in the whole United States to live in. Who beat us? Uh, well, it's bound to be Mississippi. Well, <laughs> it's always Mississippi. We should be so proud. Oh. If you have an opinion you'd like to express or a question you'd like to ask, it's 972-647-1893. Give us a call. Tell yeah. us. Tell us what you think. Yeah, Please. I understand you're going to a funeral today. Bonnie, could you like to say a word or two about that? Uh, my best friend, Nancy Hall, passed away on Monday. Uh, and uh, we'll be burying her today uh, at 1 o'clock. There'll be a repast after the after the internment mm-hmm. at the Union Hall at 1408 North Washington. And there was a wake last night. There what was, kind of things did people remember about Nancy Hall? It was so cool. Even, uh, uh, Sylvia was there. Sylvia Ramos, who is the, mm-hmm. the uh, she's the second in command of CWA District 6. Oh, I see. Uh, and she came and, and spoke. Uh you know, it was about how strong Nancy was and how how firm in her beliefs and how nothing, it was about everybody. She didn't care if you were black, white, green, or purple. Mm-hmm. It was it was about your right. She was a black woman, though. Yes, mm-hmm. she was a black woman. And uh, an incredible woman. Uh, she went to, uh, several years ago, AFL had a group that went to Columbia. Yeah, the the country. Of yes, Columbia. the Columbia, and and she. And it was dangerous too. It was very dangerous. The they reason were, they went is because the union organizers were getting killed. Yeah, they were killing labor leaders, mm-hmm. and Nancy Hall went to Columbia mm-hmm. to stand up for those people and to mm-hmm. show solidarity. Yeah, uh, I mean, she risked her life literally going to Columbia. The thing I always admired about Nancy was that she always brought a crowd. Uh, if you uh, that's for sure. if you were going to do a downtown action and you didn't call Nancy Hall, you weren't going to get any hardly well, any turnout. Well, it's pretty cool because the family is. I mean, they are devoted to civil rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mother and father were absolutely incredible. Uh, as a matter of fact, Joe Cooper babysat. Terry Hodge. Is that right? <laughs> so, so that uh, that tells you they've been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Cooper was a CPA. Uh, Lillian, she was known as Macy. Uh, she was a precinct chair. She was she was everything. She was a voter registrar, and Nancy Nancy followed in her footsteps, and it's uh, pretty special. Pretty special. Here's, here's what the Texas AFL-CIO said, said. They said the officers and staff are brokenhearted to hear the death of Nancy Hall, a longtime member of our state executive board and a stalwart as executive vice president of Communications Workers of America Local 6215 yes. and at the Dallas AFL-CIO. Sister Hall was a ray of sunshine and an exemplar of strong advocacy for working families in the Dallas and state labor movements. It was always a good day when we got to cross paths with her. Wow. So she's helped both of yep. us too, didn't she? Yes, she has. We have a caller. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello? Good morning, Bonnie and Jean. Good morning. Yeah, sorry about the, the passion of your best friend. Thank Bonnie. you. Thank you much. I condone. Thank you. And uh, no, you you said something that really perked my ears up when you said that Texas was number two. <laughs> the nation of worst state to live in. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, I was, uh, good. You know, from my eyes, you know, it's just... 
it's the worst state. If you're a woman or a person of color, mm-hmm. it is the worst state mm-hmm. in the United States. You know, they should be. You know, I, I just can't believe how women vote for these people, how they can vote for the Republican Party. It's just unbelievable. I mean, I can vote against your own interest, interest, you know, and just willing to lose your freedom. To, you know, let them go away. You know, it's it just, you know, well, just, uh, I was just uh, amazed, you know, that, that they're just number two. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was my yeah, I wonder what you have to do to be on the bottom. Wow, I don't think I want to know. If I could, I'd leave the state in a heartbeat if I could. Mm-hmm. Well, let's yeah, ha- will instead of leaving, let's make it change. Let's change it. What do you yeah. say? Well, no, let's, of course, let's try to change, you know. But, yeah, it's, it's still, it's just, I just hope we don't have... You know, voter apathy when it comes really time this November. Boy, mm-hmm. we got we got to make sure we don't do that. Okay. okay thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. You can call yes. us too at nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Thanks for waiting. Good morning, Jeannie Bond. Good morning. Uh, again, I want to extend my condolences for the loss of uh, that lady. Sounds like she was a tremendous person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need more people like her. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wanted to make mention of something I heard concerning uh, work, since this is a, about a work show. Uh, African-American men not doing construction work or trades work or vocational work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do a lot of work at the high school level, volunteer basis. And when I was in high school, we had to take a trade class. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. doing our high school, uh, you know, education. Yeah, we did that too, Leon. We sure did. Like auto shop or wood shop. Right. Yeah. Right. But now, uh, if you look at, say, for instance, the the DISD uh, website and see what they're taught, they say English, math, social studies, college prep. Mm -hmm. They don't mention vocational stuff. Mm -hmm. Now you think that you think they should go back to vocational? You think it? You think it should? They should go back to tracking? Because they used to track boys, uh, and say that your track is going to college, and the other boys would say your track is to go and work in a factory. Yeah. So no, you think they should go back to tracking students like that? No, that that wasn't my point. I see. My point was you had to take one course so you could get an opportunity to see if you wanted to go further in that direction on your own. Uh-huh, I see. So, you you know, it's like when you go to college, you may major in computer science, but you have to take some liberal arts courses, mm-hmm. some humanities courses. So, yeah. in, in because if, you go, if you're in high school and you go you go classes for four years and you don't take a single course uh, of any kind of uh, electronics, electrician, uh, brick masonry, carpentry, you don't take anything like that, construction, mm-hmm. uh, something, you don't take anything like that your entire career yeah. in high school, then you have no concept of what that is. You don't know whether you mm-hmm. might want to go that direction or not. And uh, most kids, they have no even rec- even thought of doing that. In addition to the fact that a lot of those jobs, in particular construction jobs, they're hard, hard, jo- hard jobs, yeah. hard, hard physical labor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was part of the reason that slaves were used to build a, the uh, infrastructure of this country. Mm-hmm. It was hard physical work. And 
if you think about what's going on now, it's 105 degrees, and these guys got to get out there for eight hours and just keep pumping. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not something that people, you know, may want to do. But if they were aware of the fact that the uh, the wages and the salaries, if you can be a plumber, you can make $100,000. You can be an electrician, you can make $100,000. Mm-hmm. And if you're not college uh, material, as they used to say, right. you can still make a six-figure living because you have a skill that's in high demand and you can do that as opposed to going out trying to, you know, sell drugs, you know, steal cars, etc. So, so the main point is that you think the high schools should be offering more vocational classes, right? You agree, Bonnie? Uh, yeah, and I think, uh, you know, we've got uh, a man that's actually doing that. Uh, working with the uh, with the trade unions uh, to get these kids into vocational programs, and I cannot think. I know his first name is George. Um, you're uh, talking about the guy that comes to AFLCO. Yes, uh, yes, and mm-hmm. he works with uh, DISD, and uh, and has been working to get kids into the vocational uh, programs that uh, that the trade unions are offering. Mm-hmm. But but according to our caller, those those classes don't exist. They're not getting the classes in high school. Not because they're not. DISD doesn't offer the classes. The kids have to go outside of DISD mm-hmm. to get these classes, right. and some of them are actually being held at community colleges. Yeah. We, we right. greatly support the apprenticeship programs in the building trades. And most of the building trades union do have an apprenticeship program, and they pay you while you're, while you're learning. And then when you get through the whole program, you make pretty good living. So you're making a good point, brother, yeah. and we appreciate it. Thank you. 972-647-1893 is the number. And we're always happy to hear from you. Yes, yes. You know that the... the uh, uh, Texas Democratic Convention, I believe that uh, starts back up, started back up this morning. They've so got, it's uh, not quite over. Nope, it's not over. And there's some really cool stuff going on uh, all day and into the night. I know the Dallas Democrats has got a, a thing going on at Sons of Herman Hall mm-hmm. uh, this evening. I think it starts at 4.30, 5.30, something like that. Yeah, so, I, had the, I had the information on that. It's on. It's in D-Bellum. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And it's but they're going to have karaoke and and bingo and I don't know what all man I heard I was just listening to all the stuff they were putting together this last week and it sounded like it's going to be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I want to mention this because I'm getting more and more interested in foreign affairs. Former U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton admitted in a public interview that he personally participated in the overthrow of foreign governments and attempted coup d'etats. And that was on Reuters. And that's shocking. They never admit it. Everybody, everybody in the world knows they do it. But they don't admit it. But they, they go in and overthrow other countries. Yeah. And here's a guy. We have uh, a caller, too. An expert on political yeah. violence says that probably there's going to be more political violence coming. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNOM. Thanks for waiting. Yes, my name is Mr. Keith. Good morning. Good morning. So I just wanted to call the support uh, that gentleman uh, that called before um, speaking about having some vocational training. I can fully 100% uh, agree with that. If uh, children are taught to look at their hands, carpentry work, masonry work, auto mechanic work, working with your hands has always been the way 
of people building and doing things. I know we have technology, we have computers, but the most important thing is vocational training, and that's something that's seriously lacking. Um, I went to college for law enforcement, but I went outside of the law enforcement program and vocational training to get more training in other areas like that would help me um, to be able to be versatile in law enforcement. So, uh, it's pretty satisfying to work with your hands and make something that you can actually see. You know, yeah, it is. I made, it's it, a, I made airplane parts. I didn't. I didn't understand them. I didn't know what to do with them or anything. But well, but you knew that it was going. It was. it was going into an airplane to to. You had to have that part Whatever to make was, that airplane was, fly. Right. It was intolerance. Yeah, it was going to get past the infection. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> When I was in, uh, I was in uh, you know, uh, when I was in junior high school, uh, we had uh, carpentry work, so we had woodworking class. Mm-hmm. We had, you know, being able to work with clay. You know, we had these different things working with your hands. And so um, I learned uh, how to use my hands to do, you know, those different types of programs for us uh, did something for us in high school and other things. So up until this very day, um, I still remember some of the things that I did, and of course, working around the house. Um, it is still healthy up to this very day. Well, let's look back in history, because there was a time that black students that wanted to take classes other than vocational mm-hmm. were not allowed to. No, they were discouraged. And one of the main leaders of the, of the civil rights movement. Thanks for calling, brother. Time, do we have to take a break? We do have to take okay, a break. Okay, I'll talk about Booker T. Washington in a okay. minute. Okay. That's true. We're on the Workers' Beat with Bonnie Mathias and Jean Lance. Yes. The last caller was saying that we need more vocational Both stuff. We have, and we have another we caller. We have another caller. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Yes, good morning. Mm-hmm. So I want to beat you to the punch on Booker T. Washington. Good. Go okay. Ahead. You probably know more about it than I do. From slavery. Mm-hmm. And in up from slavery, not only was he advocating for uh, labor because he understood the process of building a nation, and it started with um, labor, being able to bring your hands to a craft. And he, he was a vicious critic. If you ever read the book carefully, Booker T. Washington was a vicious critic of Christian preachers. And the reason why he was a critic is because a lot of the blacks, because we had come from slavery, a lot of the blacks wanted to get into something that was a little more easier. Mm-hmm. You know, who wants to, you know, get out there and still pick cotton and stuff. So, but he was saying that it's going to turn out to be to our detriment because uh, my granddad, for example, used to say, tell me, it was, it, it was a, um, it was something to see a white man with a hammer. Because after slavery, the blacks had all the skills because they had done all the work of building, clearing the land and all this kind of stuff. And even to the extent of calculating uh, the cost of, of projects. I mean, it was just that deep. So after slavery, blacks were able to walk away from those plantations and begin to build towns and cities and compete. So what had to happen was a trade-off had to be done. They started giving us degrees and taking away the skills. Oh, really? Moving Mm -hmm. moving us 
So Booker T. Washington was right in emphasizing a vocational training for young black men. Exactly. But you you realize that there was another side of the argument, don't you? Yeah, he he was he was really he was literally saying that this is going to be to our detriment because we were losing skills and gaining degrees and and he I mean well he didn't quite say it like that but so he was kind I of mean, against academic you're saying he was kind of against academic training and in favor of vocational training for black men exactly and I agree with he that said, he, mm-hmm. he said it was the first step it was the mm-hmm. first step that we had not evolved to that point. Mm-hmm to where we're philosophers and stuff like that and learning. But W.E.B. Du Bois Bois said that black boys should have as much opportunity in in academic skills as white men did. Mm -hmm. And Booker T. Washington said they should go vocational route. Is that right? Exactly. They weren't weren't quite uh, uh, against each other. I think the thing that made it an antagonistic relationship was because of the skin problem, the light-skinned, black, uh, dark-skinned kind of issue kind of fixed, figured into that. Which one was dark? And there was the NAACP being funded, and it was more like a light-skinned, mm-hmm. from my analysis, just studying them both. It just but seemed like W.A.B. Du Bois, you're, you're talking about, he was with the NAACP, right? He was the editor yeah. of their newspaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, one other point I wanted to make before I get out of here was I have a degree in engineering physics, uh-huh. and I've been trying to. I'm I'm one of the advisors for the National Society of Black Engineers, and I've made it my mission to try to identify not only engineering prospects, uh-huh. but uh, medical personnel, biologists, chemists, mm-hmm. those type of disciplines. But, but if all if all the young if all the young black men were taking shop and woodwork. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't be qualified for the kinds of jobs you're you're looking at. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the, and and even the mathematics they're scoring very low because they don't see the connection. My own son, who is now 19, and this man is a he's a he's a, a natural farmer. Natural. Really? Mm-hmm. And he he gets out there in the backyard, he has his garden, he's doing the experiments and the soil sampling and cultivating the soil itself, the science of it. That's correct. And he has never taken a chemistry class until I got him on uh, Coursera and enrolled him in a chemistry class. Mm, And now he's learning how to, that's his focus. But he's out there with dirty hands. He's out there checking everything. He's do- I mean, I'm, it's just amazing. That's so, good. That's well, good. let me just be clear, though. Just on the, on, the, on the discussion at hand, do you think that uh, Dallas Independent School District should have more vocational training, like the, like the first caller said? Can I? Okay, now, I used to work at DISD. Uh-huh. I think the entire system needs to be overhauled. Uh-huh. And they, but they do need more vocational training, right? Yeah, it has to be. It has to mm-hmm. see. You don't build a society by just haphazardly doing things. You got to see where your society wants to go, and then your educational model has to be uh, in that direction. Mm-hmm. If it's just education for the for the um, sake of education, you're going to be shooting all over the place. We don't yeah. build anything. The United States mm-hmm. don't build anything. This is why our money is going to collapse. They used to, but they quit. <laughs> it, 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 we got to get some vocation. We got to learn engineer, build. I mean, look at China and just compare their economy to ours. When mm-hmm. they have 
economic problems is not as severe as ours. And ours is going to get even worse because we are we're doing things that's really undermining our own welfare. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. Yeah. You think that there that if there's an economic crisis coming, you think China will do better in that crisis than the United States? Absolutely, because uh, there's a good book by Ray Dalio called um, uh, Navigating uh, well, the Changing World Order, Principles for Navigating the Changing World Orders. And he talks about, mm-hmm. he studied the last 500 years of um, economics and turning over of world powers. And there are three things that he pointed out that you can tell when they're happening at the same time that what's going to happen to a system, they're going to be replaced. One, you have massive internal conflict. Two, you have a uh, debasing of the currency or money printing to where it debases the currency. And three, you have the challenge of a emerging world power. This, mm-hmm. uh, this is happening at the So same those are all happening time. now, right? Mm-hmm. It's all happening. We have probably neither one of these two parties is going to accept the winner of the next election. I mean, they tried to overthrow the government, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, we printed all this money during COVID, and now we're reaping the rewards of that. And at the same time, Russia, China, Venezuela, uh, they're all coming against us to make us spend money on war that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Well, they are spending a lot of money oh. right now. Seems they got plenty of money for war. Doesn't right. seem they got money for anything else, though. You brought up well, a lot of problem. brought up a lot of really good topics, but we, we we've got to make room for other people to call. Okay, okay. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Thank you. Thank that you. was very very. He's really studied up. We have smart callers. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We're supposed to give out the phone number. Yes. And we don't do it enough sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. The the great. question between uh, W. E. B. Du Bois. And Booker T. Washington was over uh, vocational training versus academic training. And W.E.B. Du Bois thought that uh, African-American children should have academic training as, as the same options as white kids did. Absolutely. And Booker T. Washington was said, no, what we need at this point in time is vocational training so that we can get, get the jobs in the building trades. Uh, you may disagree with one or the other if you can call us at 972-647-1893. I think brother, they're both right. The brother, oh, go ahead, Ronnie. I think they're both right. How can they both be right? Well, because I think, each other. but, you know, we have to we have to dismantle that systemic uh, racism because I'm just going to give an example. Uh, my friend that passed away back in March, her grandson, African-American, grandson went into the counselor's office in Richardson mm-hmm. uh, and the counselor he wanted to talk about MIT and Vanderbilt because he's, he's a math kid he loves mm-hmm. math and he's really really good at it mm-hmm. and the counselor sat back and said well wouldn't you rather apply to like Prairie View A&M or Grambling mm-hmm, I see and he said no ma'am I, I, I want to go to MIT Mm-hmm. Or or Vanderbilt. I see. Well, I'm not so sure. Well, well, I can tell you, Grandma called that counselor, and she was <laughs> sure after that. You know, you don't look at a child and think, okay, well, that kid's black, so he must need that kid needs to go to Grambling or Prairie View mm-hmm. or a historically black university or college. Mm-hmm. That how unfair and how racist. 
But that's the way it's been in, in America all this time. And that's why we have to dismantle that. Mm-hmm. We can't allow that to continue to happen. Every child should have the same opportunities. I'm with you. I, I You know, it doesn't matter what color you are or, or what neighborhood you live in. Unfortunately, though... It does depend on what neighborhood you live in. It does. Uh, Poison by zip code is Mm. uh, a study that Paul Quinn College released a year, maybe two years ago. Mm -hmm. And guess what? All of the zip codes with the worst pollution are in south, the southern area of Dallas. That's environmental racism. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Joppy, West Dallas. 972-647-1893. The brother made a point about... Schooling, he said that the schools must decide what kind of uh, society they want to have, and they must adjust the schools in that way. And I thought that was very good. But, yeah. But, but there is a problem with that. It's pie-in-the-sky thinking, and I'll tell you why. The schools that we have right now are exactly what they the rich to. people want. That's right. The people who are running America is not you and me, sister and brother. And that's why we Somebody else is running America, and they have the schools fixed the way they want them. Yep. The schools that we have now are not making a mistake. They're just working for the wrong people. That's right. And there if we, you can go. Get them, we can get there them working for us, then we can start using using some of these great ideas. And we do have great ideas. Bonnie yes, we has do. great ideas. I and and that caller has, I think, really great ideas. Absolutely. But I mean, the, see, there is somebody in the way. Yes. There is somebody standing between you and being able to affect the kinds of society that you would like to have. 972-647-1893. If you have an opinion, we welcome it on KNON. The station just loves it when you call. Don't they, Bonnie? Yes. And I think, do we have... No, nobody's there. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. In Sri Lanka, which I don't even know where that is, but protests have forced the president to resign and flee the country. Yeah, so they're not happy. If you're interested in protests... You know, you can yeah, go, you don't you can go have a long enough way here, with protests. If you don't have enough here, um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's in South Asia. Okay. Well, um, I knew that. It was... Uh, That's a big place, though. It is officially the Democratic Socialist Republic of Sri Lanka. Okay. It's an island country in, the South, in South Asia. It lies in the Indian Ocean, southwest of the Bay of Bengal, and southeast of the Arabian Sea. And it's, they protested and threw out the president. Yes, they did. They just threw him out, and now they're, it's, they're, it's kind of in a mess. Panama had a 48-hour national strike Wednesday and Thursday. What? Yes, they did. And how did that go? I I haven't heard since then. But uh, just the fact that they had a national strike. America hasn't had one since 1873. So uh, so national strikes are, are something that take place in other places that we don't know about them. The House Republicans all voted against... There was a. They were going to do a probe of the military and police looking for Nazis. Yep. And the House Republicans all voted against doing yeah. it. We don't. We don't want to find the Nazis. Yeah. Because they're all on their side. I guess so. They don't want to discover that the Nazis are in their party. I don't get it. Well. Maybe that's they why. Just tried to overthrow the government and. Uh, oh, maybe in that's January. what the problem is. I don't yeah. know. God. This is crazy. How can you, how can these, oh man, I don't understand how these guys are making a salary 
and not doing anything to represent the people that actually elected them. Well, they are doing something to represent the people that got that elected them. They're That's doing true. something to represent <laughs> for the rich people. <laughs> they're representing the people who paid for their television ads. That's right. That's uh, who right. paid for their millions and millions of dollars in campaign expenditures, which brings me to Governor Abbott. Oh. That guy is a fundraising machine. He yep. Yep. he had forty million dollars before anybody even started talking about the, this this election. I don't know, Lord, how, how much he's uh, got now. Doesn't that worry you? Big money. <laughs> Is, big money is uh, is the puppeteers, and these these uh, politicians are the puppets. The Department of Energy offered hundreds of millions of dollars to Texas, according to te- Texas AFLCO President Rick Levy. The governor Abbott did not like it for two reasons. He said the governor did not like didn't like like it because the the it was stipulated. By the Biden administration, it was stipulated that the that the parts had to be made in America. Oh! And he also did not like it that they were going to pay prevailing wages. <gasps> prevailing wages is that's called Davis Bacon prevailing wages uh-huh. Uh-huh. means they had to pay more uh, for these construction workers, and that's in the bill in the infrastructure bill that was passed. So when this infrastructure money comes, it's American jobs and it's well-paying jobs. They're not not hiring enough people for nothing. No, they're they're uh, not. They're not. And Governor Abbott did not like that. He didn't like that. According to Rick Levy, he said, we cannot afford a governor who is standing in the way of modern building of this state and our future. Well, yeah, I mean, let's talk about what he's standing in the way of. Mm-hmm. We haven't expanded Medicare, or Medicaid, rather. So yeah. we have the, listen, y'all, we are right on the on the edge of being dead last in everything. Mm-hmm. In everything. We're second from the last now. Yeah. All right. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello? Oh, morning. Good morning. Yeah. Can win, right? Yes. Oh, morning. Yeah, I didn't realize we were live. You know, I heard you talking about the Nazis there, and um, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, you know, some of the history shows that they were really organized crime just pretending to be uh, a political party. Oh, you mean kind of like the Republicans? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and and so they fell apart in many ways because they uh, because they were so criminal. They basically were stealing from each other. Uh, Is that right? Guy, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so we can whip them that exact way. Uh, you know, like Steve Bannon. You remember how he stole money from the building the wall? <laughs> yeah. And and he got a pardon. Even though he was stealing from his own people, yep. he got a pardon for uh, uh, for his works. That's right. Uh, if you just look at that technique of these people are really organized crime. Don't even pretend that they're a political party. And in fact, if you start looking at the Texas abortion law and the snitch law, yeah. uh, if you think about organized crime hating the courts, they want to ruin the courts in any possible way, and so they create a law that buries the court in snitch cases. And as I, I called one of the Texas stations a uh, number of months ago, and they said there were already 17,000 cases lodged. Great. And when you think about 17,000 cases months ago, uh, 
how you know, the courts can't even deal with that. They can't and, deal with what they've got now. Before the law went into effect. Mm-hmm. Right, and and the organized crime hates the courts, and if they come up with laws that ruin the courts, not only would the average citizen learn to respect or learn to to hate the courts, also, uh, they they fear going into their own courthouse, uh, you know, looking for justice would be the last thing they would expect there, and so uh, you know, organized crime has, uh, like I say, the Nazis uh, or the Klan, for that matter. Uh, the aristocrats, they've hated honest justice. Yeah. And, uh, and so these are all techniques to get people to hate uh, an honest democracy or an honest republic. Yeah. I have to go yeah. along with that. Yes, we sure do. Absolutely. Thanks you very much for your call. You. you can call us too at 972-647-1893 and stay on the line. Yeah. Because it may take us a minute to get it answered here. 972-647-1893. We were talking about some of the international events. Uh, the International Organization for Migration disclosed that at least 1.5 million livestock, that's cattle, have died Oof. across drought-affected parts of Ethiopia. Oh, my God. Yeah, so oh this is going God. on in the world, and it's really, really bad. You want to hear some good news? What's that? So, Governor Greg Abbott's re-election chances are being put in serious jeopardy because <laughs> uh, Beto O'Rourke shattered the Texas fundraising record for a whopping $26.7 million haul. So, take that, Governor Abbott. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this word. If you're on the phone, just give us a minute, okay? We'll be right back. We're back on the work this week. We are back, and we're going to take a caller. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello? You're on the air. Thanks for waiting. Okay. Now he hangs up. Okay. Okay, any more, Pierre? Hold on. Give us another a, one. Good okay. morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello? Hey, how are you? Okay. Hey, how's everybody doing? All right? Good, yeah. Yeah, I am very uh, much called a yellow dog Democrat. Oh, me too. You know what? We have a we have a 10-foot yellow dog at the Democratic Party in Dallas. Yeah, well, I would vote for a yellow dog before I vote for a Republican. Yep. I did not wait for my whole entire life. But I want to make sure that everybody understands we all have ourselves to blame for this. Really? 90% of Americans vote for one issue and one issue owners. So in this next coming election, people are going to vote because of higher gas prices. But what they they don't know is that the Republicans are going to privatize Social Security and Medicare. That's what they've been wanting to do for years. Well, that happens with insurance companies, right? Insurance companies have to stop. Let's just wait a minute, brother. Okay. You need to get a little you're, closer to your phone or something. You're fading out. Big yeah, time. you're fading out. Get a little closer to your phone and, and okay. okay. All right, go ahead. And turn turn off your radio, sweetie, because it's there's a time delay. Where was I? I can't remember. Hello. There you anyway, go. Anyway, yeah. So. 
uh, you said they were going to you said they were going to uh, privatize Social Security and Medicare. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's from the Republican Leadership Council that's putting together the platform for the Republican Party mm-hmm. that they haven't had in six years, but they have always wanted to privatize Social Security and Medicare. Mm-hmm. They're going to take away Medicaid. They're going to take away food stamps. Mm-hmm. What the American voters don't appreciate or even just don't don't think about is what does the government need to do on a consistent basis? Mm-hmm. What well, do they need it's, to do? It's, well, it's outlined in the Constitution, right? Provide okay. for the common defense. Provide for the general welfare of his people. Oh, I see. That's what, that's what government is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Instead, they're providing for the welfare of a bunch of really rich people. A bunch, a bunch of really rich people. Uh-huh. Right now, if you're in Dallas, if you lived in Dallas all your life, then you know that south of the Trinity River, those roads have never got fixed. Well, we're getting we're getting some now. See, that's why they're that's why the white folks up north are mad about uh, T.C. Broadnecks actually doing something yeah. in the southern sector. But that's but that's because. They built all of this. They built all north of Trinity. Now, the other factor of the matter is no new highway has been built in the state of Texas by a state, all built by, um, by people who are um, speculating. Mm-hmm. They buy land, they sell, those, they sell the highway back to the state to run as a toll road, and they get their money. Mm-hmm. The state doesn't build stuff anymore. We don't even educate our kids anymore. And the reason we don't do that is because Texans are a one-issue voting block. Actually, oh. we're a non-voting state. Okay. We that, have yeah. uh, that's that's uh, that's the issue. Problem with, is that people don't Texas. vote at all. They don't vote. He says that he says that the people are just focusing on the wrong issues. Uh, well, uh, I'm not so sure. I think sure. you can make a case for either one. Yeah. 972-647-1893. We were talking about money in Texas. The Texas economy hums, according to the Dallas Morning News. They said that there's a $14 billion state surplus because they are making so much money from sales taxes. So what do you think we're going to do with that? I have an idea that he will sit on it if he remains in the governor's well, mansion. Well, he's going to spend it on his, on his project. Well, and that's border. exactly why we cannot allow this to happen. Mm. We, have, we are number 49 in the United States, y'all. If it wasn't for Mississippi, we would be dead last Mm -hmm. is that really the legacy you want to leave Mm -hmm. to people to the younger people in the state is that really what you want to leave i got a little bit of good news though oh this This came from the wall street journal they say that the number of workplaces being organized has jumped to the highest level in six years in the first half of last year workers at 1411 united states workplaces filed petitions with the National Labor Relations Board. In other words, they would like to organize in 1,411 United States workplaces. That's fantastic. And that's going up. Well, that's and that's what we talk about, Gene. Instead mm-hmm. of quitting your job, organize. Yeah. All right, Instead we of are. quitting your job or leaving the state. Yeah. 
Organize. Uh, let's let's do something about it. That's right. I got something else from, from Rick Nels, uh, Rick Levy yesterday too, when he was speaking on at uh, the uh, retiree caucus. He said, uh, "You live in the belly of the beast." So, <laughs> boy, ain't that the truth? Don't uh, don't think about leaving. No. It always irritates me when my friends decide to move someplace else where the grass is greener. I don't know. It's pretty green in Costa Rica. I'm just saying. Well, I have a friend. <laughs> I, have, I have a couple of friends go there. Yeah, I have a friend who's moving there. Yes. And I can, I can understand why they would want to do that, or uh, or go someplace where it's quieter and where there's not not as many problems as we have in Texas. Yeah, yeah. But, we have a caller, Gene. But you have a chance to fix it if you stay here. Yes, we do. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Thanks for waiting. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, right? That's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. How do you stand on vocational education? Do you think we need more vocational education or less? It's going to get less probably a little. It's going to get less, maybe. But uh, the question is, the question was, what do you want to have happen? I mean, he's fixing it all out. being so prejudiced. They need to get prejudice out of the schools. Yep. Well, that yeah. makes sense to me. Uh, me too. That's a good one. Thanks, Joe. Have a good weekend, man. 972-647-1893. Station just loves it when you call. Yep. Uh, the Washington Post is on a crusade about Uber. They have they got the, a bunch of... Uh, what happened was one of the main executives quit, and then he turned over all these files showing all the nasty oh. stuff Uber was doing oh. to try to get governments to let them break the previous laws so that they could exploit their workers more and make more millions of dollars for wow. themselves. Wow. And... Uh, That's so awful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't do and that they're running, they're running stuff on it every day. Well, I, I use Lyft if I'm so inclined. I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a Lyft kind of person. I don't do the Uber. You don't use Uber? No. Well, I'm not... Uh, you I know, don't do it very often, but... As far as I know, there's not any boycotts. Underway. No. I know taxi drivers don't like Uber or Lyft. Right. Uh, they, they think everybody should stay with traditional taxis. Well, and taxis are regulated, and the other ones really don't have the, reg- the, the stiff regulations that mm-hmm. taxi drivers face. They were able to get governments to uh, to back off on some of the... Some of right. The, some of the stuff that they didn't want to do. Yes. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. You on the air, brother? Hello. Hello. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. I want you all to check Hot Wheels' balance sheet to see where he got all this money from. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you check that out. He didn't get it from poor people. I'll tell you that. No, he did not. No, he did not. We mm-hmm. have to simply have to get Hot Wheels and his gang out of there. Mm-hmm. And it's and as far as the school, the vocational thing, yes, we need to have that back immediately. They can incorporate everything. If you're in, in, in the homemaking department, you're using chemistry. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's and right. mathematics. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so okay. true. And, and let's not make school boring for these children. Mm-hmm. 
that what, what we're doing here in Texas is teaching to the test. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's horrible. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's only a money-making scheme. They're getting paid for the children that are attending. And we, we yeah. need to make sure that, that parents understand that they do have an option to opt out of their child taking the STARS test. Do they? Yes. I didn't know that. They knew that right. I didn't know that. Yes, they have that. They do have that right to opt out of those STAR tests. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they, they spend half the year they, exactly. The That's all they do. They're not learning anything. No, because it's horrible. They need critical thinking skills. Yes, they do. You and know right. how do you figure out something? No, There's yes, not a book. Lesson. It's not life lessons. We need. They need to learn bank accounts and all kinds of things. Yes, mm-hmm. I took a class in high school. Uh, it was called personal typing. But we also, we did, I mean, we learned how to type, well, sort of, but it also incorporated, how do you write a check? Mm -hmm. How do you balance a checkbook? Uh, And and even how to go on an interview. You know, there there are things Uh, you need to know about. Absolutely. They're not getting it. No, they're not. I just wanted to voice my choice. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Welcome. We tend to, Thanks, we tend you to agree with you, too. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important that, uh, you know, when young people don't even know how to mail a letter. <laughs> I, I've seen several people, younger people, in the post office asking, how do I do this? Is that right? Well, according, I, <laughs> let me get this in. According to a report from Corporate Watchdog Accountable, U.S. The top five pharmaceutical firms and pharma have spent at least $147 million lobbying against prescription drug price reductions since the pandemic started. So you're talking about getting rich off of the pandemic. Big pharma is spending all his money to make sure that nobody reduces the price of drugs. $147 million. What the heck, man? This is insane. Yeah, that's that's going to these politicians that you don't like. Yeah, because they don't want you to be, you know, it breaks my heart when there's somebody in line in front of me at the pharmacy and the pharmacist, you know, tells them how much it is and they're like, oh, I can't can't afford that. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. We're killing our people. We can't do that. We have to. That's why we have to vote. And that's why losing is not an option. One last word of warning. The pandemic is not over. No. Omicron no. BA.5 is highly contagious. Yes. And antibodies from vaccines and previous infections offer limited protection. Yep, yep. So, mask up, please. Mask up, please. Please. Take care of yourself and others. Please. We got to go. Say goodbye, Bonnie. Goodbye, Bonnie.